right. Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome. We're a PlayStation podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 237. We've been at this for a while. It's a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. You can visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at Jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends and make sure you leave comments and rate our show as you see fit. And as a reminder, we do have a video podcast. What you're listening to now is a video podcast, and you can check that out on our YouTube channel. We take a lot of time uploading that, and we have been starting to separate it by chapters and by topic. So it's maybe a little more modernized than the podcast in that regard. But I have been including the timestamps in the podcast uh, when I upload it. So if you're just want to check out certain things you can fast forward with the timestamp, and you should be good and for new yeah newer long-time listeners yep this is where we are uh we do have a patreon you can support our podcast for one dollar a month and the in the tier is called the one and only one dollar club you can join our club you can head to patreon.com slash ps this is awesome and you can be a one dollar patron and then in exchange for that we will send you a free die cut vinyl sticker that looks like this and uh we'll give you a shout out on our show and i did get confirmation from mr sean roberts that he hasn't been gaming very much but he still is enjoying the podcast and he got his sticker and he thanked us jake so happy to have you have our sticker sean so i appreciate you let me know it made it you safe and sound and uh with that out of the way jake how are you doing this evening so i we played a show today yeah which was fun it was nice. It was. it was early, and it was a shorter set, which I always appreciate. Um, and uh, so I had time to come home and mow, and I got about two thirds of the yard done, and ran out of gas. Oh yeah, ran out of fuel in my mower. So I had to like run into town and get fuel. And by the time I got back, it was like getting dark. So my yard is two thirds mowed right now. Um, it's a start. Not that that's really a problem. It's just annoying. It's like yeah. if I had had that extra half hour, I could, I could have uh, finished it. Now I have to hope that it doesn't rain too bad tomorrow, so I can finish it. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to try to even it all out and all kinds of dumb shit because it's gonna start growing again. It'd be like if you Other were getting that, a haircut and then the the barber's like bzz, the buzzers like stopped working halfway through, two thirds of the way through. And like, like come back tomorrow. Yeah, you can always get a cut tomorrow, but I mean that would kind of suck, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just I mean I know it's not that big of a deal. People driving by probably hardly notice, but I notice. Actually, they probably notice more because they could see the parts that are cut and the parts that are not. Yeah. But uh, as a as a a man who appreciates a well groomed lawn, it is very frustrating, personally. But uh, other than that, I'm. Doing pretty good. Good, good. Yeah, I, I admit that was a nice I did to play a, yeah. an hour concert. We played at uh, Connie Lake Park in uh, Connie Lake, Pennsylvania. For the listeners who are unfamiliar, it's a really, really old amusement park, and it's just gone through. It's always in the news because uh, none of the rides are working. They lost all their funding. You know, modern times have hit, and uh, 
These old the wooden roller coaster, the Blue Streak, which which was burnt burnt down by mistake, was just got totaled recently. But I was happy to see if you guys look up, there's a ride called the Devil's Den, and it's probably one of the most gnarly. Like they they were called like I think dark rides, which were like rides were like like roller coasters in the dark or something like. You know, so like the it's but they're like fun houses. It's like a fun house, you know, like a mini roller coaster, in. not like a huge roller coaster. It's like this building, and they find out how many ways they can just uh, turn the track in on itself and make it seem like you're going like all over the place because you know you can't see where you're going. Every once in a while, a light would flash, and you'd be like a ghost like on the wall, and it, it's just kind of cool. The Devil's Den. It, I always and and the, it was notorious for what they called the gum wall. And uh, as kids, you would get in the in the Devil's Den. And you'd sit in this cart, and it was all gravity. Uh, there was one uh, belt that would pull you up, but the rest of the ride, the whole thing is just gravity. So it, it kind of, there was nothing to move the carts. So those were becoming. I should have maybe talked about this a little bit while we were hanging out, but um, those are actually becoming very, very rare because, like, let's say, like you're you're you won like a stuffed animal, right, at like one of the prize areas in the carnival or the park. And you drop the stuffed animal in the dark, and there's another car coming. Um, if they hit that stuffed animal, it stops their cart, and there's no way to get it moving again without getting out and pushing it. So if they send another cart through, your chances of getting rear-ended by another cart are, like, pretty high. So Do you remember when we were kids and they used to – when it would get stuck, they would literally send empty cars in? Yeah, to like push to push the ones that got stuck. Yeah. They'd like let the people get out, let them walk and out, send empty and then they would in. send empty cars in to yeah. like have them push. Then it's like a two through. person cart, like a little mini mining cart. But you sit in it, and it's it'll 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 mess up your neck. And uh, dude, but I love that ride, and I was happy to see it. I posted a picture on my Instagram. I was super happy to see that they didn't bulldoze it. So so the building is still there, and it looks like it's pretty much intact. Um, I don't. It looks like they're working on it. Yeah. So the gum, the gum wall. Back to that. Yeah. Right. The gum wall was you'd get in the cart, and then it was like, it was just like a local thing that everybody did. Is you would take this wad of gum out of your mouth and just stick it on the wall, and like, dude, there was so much gum, it was so disgusting, but it became like its own thing, right? So yeah, dude. I don't know. I hope they leave it, but with COVID and stuff, there's no way they're gonna leave the gum wall up. None of the rides are working. I don't know. They had the carousel. They going. Could just. They could just freaking like shellac it or something. They should just shellac it and frame it. Yeah, it's, it's part of history. You know what I mean? Like it really is. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that I would say probably a a good majority of our listeners may be local or familiar at least with it nearby us. So Connie Lake Park was actually a kind of a big deal. It was huge back in the back in the day, like in the you know. The middle of the 20th century up through even the 90s, it was kind of – it was started dying off like in the 90s. I'd say up through the late and, 80s, uh, right? Yeah, it was like a big deal. Yeah, and like like when my – when our parents – well, your parents I think weren't from around here. But but my – like when my dad was a kid, yeah. they used to go there all the time. They had this – and Troy was talking about it today. They had this thing called the hellhole, yeah. which was like the Gravitron where you get in there and it like whips you around so you're stuck to the wall yeah. and they drop the floor out from underneath you. Um, the Blue Streak was before it burned down. It was the oldest, I think, the oldest wooden coaster in the world or North America yeah, or for something sure. like that. Yeah. Um, but it was like I wrote it. The last time I wrote it was right after I graduated high school, and it was fucking death trap. 
I can't believe that they kept they kept this thing running. But it was like if you've ever ridden a really old wooden coaster, they beat the shit out of you. Like it wasn't smooth like these new steel coasters no, j- 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 back and left and like right. you're constantly banging back and forth against your buddies against the cart wall um, kind of adds to the fun if you can deal with it but it does i you, you, I, you know but they the thing that they've been doing recently is the ghost they call it ghost like connie lake park is on connie at lake like it literally is on the lake and there's an old hotel there that's supposedly haunted. So they would do this thing every year called Haunt or uh, Ghost Lake, mm-hmm. where they would have what was it called, like the Seven Layers of Fear, or yeah. whatever the fuck it was, yeah. where they would have like because there's all these buildings between you know the rides and the the the, the lake or uh, whatever, a lo- other yeah. buildings that like, like the, the hotel owned, and, stuff, yeah, and then right. the hotel and everything. They would have all these different haunted houses that you would just go around and you would walk through all of them. And it was crazy. Like, people loved it. Uh, and I hope that they kind of bring it back a little bit. I was thinking I was thinking a little bit about this today. Like, how cool would it be if they did a fucking Halloween concert? Like, during they need to. Layers of Fear. Yeah. Or like, something like that. It would be so cool to go out and play and, like, all the bands can dress up and... You know, th- then you get your fog machines and shit out now. Like I don't, I don't like. You know, sometimes we play when when someone else is doing sound for us, and they'll have a fucking fog machine on stage, and it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, bro, just, just chill. Someone someone bought the fog machine <laughs> and never got to use it, and they're like, oh, dude, let, get to use it today. Yeah, yeah, it would unnecessary. be unnecessary. Uh, but in Halloween, cool. dude. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, we don't have to keep going about Connie Lake Park. But if you're <sighs> interested, look it up because it used to be a thing. I mean. Uh, the movie, The Road, part of it was filmed there. That's true. With, with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, yeah during, during one of its uh, shutdown eras where it literally looked like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Well, it still kind of does. I mean, it's been mismanaged yeah. <laughs> by all of – you know, this whole area is run on old money. You know what I mean? Like it's a bunch of yeah. old rich people that – don't understand how to revitalize things or bring things back and in the the ownership of Carnegie Lake Park has been a wildly debated topic and you know they never have funding and then like when they try to get funding people are like why the fuck would we fund it we funded it so many different times for you guys to renovate it and you just let the oldest wooden roller coaster burn down like you guys are mismanaging the shit out of this place like you know a little TLC but it's always the issue is there's not any money but, like, I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating to see such a cool place. But I'm happy we actually got to play there. That was my first time ever playing Connie Lake Park um, in all my it years. It was really cool. I, w- I, was, I thought that all the rides were gone. I was, was happy to see that the car- they actually had the carousel operational. My nephew mm-hmm. got to ride it, which was cool. The Tilt-A-Whirl was there, um, yeah. They have a they have a really nice carousel at Connie Lake Park. It's one of those old-fashioned ones where it's its own building. And like you go inside of it, and it's it's not like one of those you know fair rides yeah. where it's like a you know just the carousel and it like just goes around in a circle. It like has its own building, and this the thing is inside it's of really, it. It's really cool, really sick. Yeah, it has the music and everything. Like we're we were it was funny when we were playing, you could hear the fucking carousel music like right behind Dude, us between songs because it was it was going off. So uh, yeah, we can talk about games now. I just thought it was kind of cool to. That we we played that show today. Yeah, I, I kind of I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get we didn't get picked to play during the weekend. But like Saturday, I, yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have been a little bit a little bit busier. But if I'm being honest, I think fun. they might have wanted us to, but I was already booked. So 
I was like, I, we still want to do it. And he's like, well, you guys can play Friday. And I was like, all right, that works. Yeah. You know, but so be it. But yeah, I agree. I, right. I think that would have been really cool to play in the evening on Saturday. Um, any kind of fair slash carnival slash uh, amusement park, dude, it just pulls at my heart. Like, I love that stuff. Like, I love the the aesthetic. I love the noise. I love the sounds. I love seeing people having a good time. And there's all age ranges. You have young kids, and then you have, like, older adults that are, like, there for nostalgia purposes if they're just watching their kids. You know what I mean? But, like, dude, it's always decent food. It's always just fun. You know what I mean? It's always just a fun time. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, man. But, yeah, so we did that, and uh, – Aside from that, my week's been going good, man. Just uh, been been busy. Played last night. I did. Uh, I'll give a shout out real quick to my friend Brian McCauley. I don't even think he listens to the show, but he he started a nonprofit for veterans, and uh, I believe he has a Purple Heart. Um, he doesn't talk much about it, but uh, he suffered some injuries in the war, and he came back, and he's doing uh, doing well. And he got his pilot license, and he's he's younger than me, and he's. Started a nonprofit called uh, Flying for Veterans, and uh, he just wants to set up a a program locally um, where he can get veterans in the air. He can fly them different places. He's got two pilots now, and they right now they're currently just renting planes. Um, they can do medical flights or non medical flights. So, like if you just want to go up and see Lake Erie, or if you just want to go to Pittsburgh for whatever reason, like. They're trying to do this for veterans, which is a really cool thing. But he was trying to raise mm-hmm. money um, for this thing he's doing. They, they were raffling off free plane rides. Um, and uh, I went and played the Erie Ale House last night. So if you're interested in that, I think he's got a website. It's called flyingforveterans.com is what I think it is. And uh, I think he's actively trying to get donations. But you guys know how it is to, to get a, a, a anything off the ground when you don't have a lot of money. You know, you, you can have the greatest idea in the world, but it takes money to make it happen. Especially – Planes, renting planes and fueling planes and maintaining them is incredibly expensive. Yeah. So, so he wants to. I'm sure, he needs something. He's got a pretty good, quote unquote, business plan. He's got a pretty good idea of how they can get to where he wants it to be, but it's going to take some a lot of hard work. And uh, so, I, I got to help him out last night, and then we had that show tonight, and then I'm out in Stoneboro tomorrow. And then we're taking the band out to Indiana, Pennsylvania on Sunday. So, if you have any listeners in the Indiana, Pennsylvania area, um, you know, come out and check us out. We're going to be at Levity Brewing Sunday, 4 to 6. Um, that out of the way, uh, let's talk about some games that we're playing. Let's get into some podcast uh, content. Um, I am still really enjoying PGA 2K21. Uh, I'm getting trophies, and I don't mean to. Like, I just hit uh, a chip in from the sand. I guess you get a trophy for that. Felt really good to do. I should have tweeted it, but I didn't. And then uh, I played a few rounds of this new game called Multiverses. And it's a Super Smash Brother competitor. Um, this game is so much better than Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. This is a free to play game. Uh, it has a lot of interesting characters. From what I read recently, Beetlejuice might be getting added to the list. Um, you play the game. They have like characters on rotation that you can get any given week, I guess, and everyone has access to those characters, or you could pay a little extra money and unlock characters, or you can use in-game currency that you get from playing and doing well to unlock characters. So it's got like this nice little, um, this nice little uh, feed, uh, what are the, feedback chain, what, what would you call that? A, a replayability chain or something? Um, and I played it. Or in a, a gameplay loop? Yeah, replay loop, thank you. Um, 
<laughs> I'm so tired, man. Um, but yeah, so the game is really, really, really awesome compared to all of the other games that I've played um, like this. And uh, right now, I believe the roster has some pretty cool characters. Right now, it has Rick from Rick and Morty. Um, has Morty from Rick and Morty. LeBron James, the Iron... Because I think he's in like a cartoon or something. It has the Iron Giant. He's in... Uh, well, he's in the Space Jam, the new Space yeah. Jam movie. So you could be Taz, Velma from uh, Scooby-Doo. You could be Arya Stark from uh, Game of Thrones. You can be Batman, Bugs Bunny. Finn the Human, I don't know who he's from. Uh, Garnet, I don't know who, who she's from. Um, Harley Quinn, Jake the Dog, Rain Dog... Um, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, Steven Universe, Superman, Tom and Jerry, Wonder Woman, and they have got um, Black Adam coming soon and Stripe. I guess Rick is coming soon also from Rick and Morty. But so if, if you're just playing the free-to-play version, you don't want to put any money into it. Like the characters I had made available, available to me when I played it with my brother was Wonder Woman. Um, I believe it was Wonder Woman, Batman, uh, LeBron, and I don't remember who the uh, – oh, it was Steven Universe and I didn't even play as him. But uh, I'll tell you right now, I think Superman's OP anytime we were in a match. So it's cool because my brother and I were just a team and we would go play two other people. And that's kind of fun when you're playing with someone you know and you're just kind of like, you know, he'd be like, help me out. They're kicking my ass. And I'd run over and just try to do some shit, you know. And sometimes we we won like three and we probably played like seven rounds. So um, we weren't great at it. He's much better than I am. But I really like this game. Um, I had it in the news point. uh and we could get to it, or I could just talk a little bit about it now. Jake, what, what, did, have you heard of this game? Which game? Multiverses. Yeah. I didn't even know we what it was. We talked about it on the show before. Have we? Yeah. I don't even remember talking about it. It's, has it always been free to play? When did it come out? Yeah, just recently. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's it's going to be huge. That uh, It's like top, it's beating Elden Ring on downloads right now. Like it's, it's going to, it's blowing the fart up. So if they keep supporting it, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, Jake, what have you been playing, man? Uh, I'm still playing Cyberpunk. I mean, that's probably what I'm going to be playing for a while. I'm like um uh, maybe 16 or 17 hours into it. Mm-hmm. Uh I really like it. I'm getting used to the shooting a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um I just I finally I've been just hoarding skill points because I couldn't decide how I wanted to build my character. And I know that you can reset your uh, skill points, but I don't know that you can reset your character attributes. So there's like the five different character attributes like body, intelligence, technical – I don't know, there's a couple more, whatever, which are like your basic like character stats. And then underneath each one of those, there are like there's like a skill tree that you can spend skill points on. And I know that I can reset the skill points to get to unlock if I want to redo my skill tree or whatever. But as far as like the base character stats, it doesn't say anywhere that I can reset that. So I've been yeah. really like kind of hoarding shit until I figured out what I wanted to do. And I think what I'm going to do is uh, I'm basically going to do a like a like a quick hack build with with also like um, rifles and blades. 
Mm-hmm. So like I want to be able to use – you know, I, I always like to be able to fall back on like a, an assault rifle or an SMG or something like that if I need to. But I love the idea of being able to play with the – they actually did a lot of work with the blades in this game, making the combat – Kind of Witcher-esque in which you can, like, there's, like, dodge mechanics and stuff. Even though it's in first person, you would think that wouldn't work very well. But it works It works okay. Um, and then uh, they have skill trees built around it that make it actually feasible for you to just run into a gunfight with a knife, literally. Mm. <laughs> so, um, which is kind of cool. The quick hack thing I just, I wanted to do because it's so unique to Cyberpunk. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to experience that. Um, and then I'm dumping like my extra points into essentially just the stuff that I normally do, which is like health and stealth. So, um, I've been kind of working on that. I've been doing side quests and main story at the same time. So I'm not like super far in the main story, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I've been enjoying it. I do feel like the game is finally starting to ramp up for me, which is like, this is one of the things that I would say to me at this point in my life is a negative about games like this is that – and I think I mentioned it a little bit on the last episode. I absolutely hate how much shit they inundate you with when you start the game. Like yeah. it literally they just – like The Witcher was really bad about it when you would open the map right after you started the game and there's literally 5,000 check marks on the map of like things you can do. <laughs> and if you have any amount of OCD to you whatsoever, <coughs> it's just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like you ever if, – if you do a little bit of this type of side quest, do a little bit of that type of side quest, do a little main story mission, you've been – all of a sudden you've been playing for 20 hours and you haven't hardly progressed in the game at all. Mm-hmm. Because you've been just running around just doing stuff. Around, and I've been around. spending – and the thing about Cyberpunk is you can spend a lot of time just – I spend a lot of time literally just reading and looking at like my character. There's a lot of text in this game for sure. So um, I, I think I'm finally getting into the groove of it to the point where I can sort of speed through a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of know what I want to do now and I can kind of – like I spent this morning or last night I think I spent like half hour just reading what all of the different skills in the skill tree are. Yeah. So I could try and figure out like what path I want to go out. With yeah, it. right. Cuz I tried to read like, you know, fun character builds on the internet, but I hate those types of articles because like yeah, you can follow this guide and build this specific type of character. But a lot of times it's like a character design that I really like or a play style that I really don't want, don't want to go for or – you know, I do, I do like want to figure it out on my own. But it's just a lot to absorb and sort of do the math on I guess. I agree. But overall, I'm really liking it. I, I love Night City. I love mm-hmm. the atmosphere and the aesthetic of the game. I think it's just – it's really neat. There's one location. I don't know if you've been there yet or not or if you're even going to be asked to go there. But there's there's one location in the game that I just think is really, really rad. And it's like this – it's away from Night City. It's out kind of like by the highway and it's just this hotel or motel off the side of the road. And uh, for me, some stuff happened there and I was like, dude, I fucking love this location. It just mm. feels like realistic, you know what I mean? Like in in that is yeah. as realistic as it can, but like 
a place like that would definitely exist, I think, in Night City. Or in the Yeah, I think it's cool. I, I like the, the, the BD um replay thing where you're like basically reliving someone else's memories that they've recorded and mm. you can do like an editing mode where you can kind of scan things. It's just there's a lot of they did so such a good job at just creating the cyberpunk aesthetic. And I say cyberpunk small C, not cyberpunk big C. Um that like the game just feels if someone was like you know what should a cyberpunk game look like i feel like this game is like literally the ideal of what most people would think had they never seen this game before what should a cyberpunk game be like and this is the aesthetic that they would go for i think that they just really nailed that part of it yeah they're really good i have i have been experiencing some bugs which occasionally are immersion breaking but none of them are game breaking they're just like you know all of a sudden a guy will like freaking you know walk into a wall or like just like weird just clipping shit like that will happen occasionally nothing really major Mm -hmm. but uh you know I, i hate to see just based on what i've seen it's it's not all the time but it does happen often enough that i i really hate to wonder what this game was like when it first launched yeah. Well, some people didn't experience any bugs, but I, I've been experiencing enough that I can feel like when it first came out, there was probably a lot more. Yeah, it got a lot of bad, bad traction. But um, yeah, I think I think that that's one thing that CD Projekt Red does very well is build out environments. Like in The Witcher, so believable. All those locations, just the 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 little towns they make, and like just the little dialogues you're walking by and stuff. And it's they're really good at that, and they're really good at putting a lot of. Uh, even though they didn't write the lore for either of these franchises, but they're they're good at peppering it in there just to keep you in in that world. I don't know. All right, well, let's talk, Jake. Um, I don't have a whole lot more to say about the game that we picked for this month for the PlayStation, uh, whatever it's called, PlayStation Essentials. I mean, technically, next weekend would be the last. It's weekend not month, this weekend, but- then. Correct. Well, let's not talk about it then because I, ha- I would like to play it a little bit more. All right. Yeah. We're going to skip our Tony Hawk next- conversation till next week. Yeah. So if you haven't jumped on that train yet, each month Jake and I pick pick a game from the PlayStation Essential. Usually, always, it will be the same game and we're going to play it and we're going to talk about it. We've started Tony Hawk 1 and 2, which was the uh, one of the PlayStation offerings this month. Although I do, I do want to play that Yakuza game. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. I uh, haven't. I have so much shit I want to play. But anyways, we'll talk about Tony Hawk next episode. So with that being said and out of the way, let's get Jake to the news for this week. Um, so this is what's really interesting. Um, there were there was actually a lot of a lot of news stories that were relevant. It was a big news week. And I know it's late and we already played a gig, but we're not going to rob the listeners of Game Talk. So let's get through this as efficiently, but also as uh, as well as we can. Um, the first news point that I have is uh, Days Gone is now reportedly getting a movie. So Sony is just churning the shit out. Uh, we know Uncharted came out, which is on Netflix now if you guys want to watch it. 
Um, God of War is coming out. Horizon is coming out. The Last of Us is coming out on HBO. We're getting a Twisted Metal series, and we're getting Ghost of Tsushima, and now we're getting Days Gone. So it's super mm. interesting when you look at the list that way. Um, Push Square had a quick article on this, and I think they were citing another website, and I don't know what it was. You guys could go to Push Square and read their article, and they'll cite this thing. But apparently the script, in quotes, uh, f- the script will be – in quotes, a love ballad to motorcycle movies, the bike being Deacon's sole form of transportation, his horse in this would-be modern-day Western. End quotes. Now, my first opinion is, I think this could actually be a better movie than it was a game. And, and I like the game. But I think there's something here. I think there's something here for a movie. For sure. It could be done right. Uh, the game had some little quips that I didn't like um, that took me out of the story. Like any time a cutscene would happen, it would cut to black. And then it would just show you like this pre-rendered cutscene. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like this doesn't feel right. It feels old. Yeah. But I think that the story was good. And uh, I mean, shit, do they really need to even stick with the story of the game? You have Deacon. You have the protagonist. And uh, I'm sure they'll probably visit his, his love interest and like – his his shit a little bit and you haven't played this game yet have you jake i have not oh man well i guess i don't i don't know i don't know if there's much else we can really talk about if you haven't played the game but what do you think as far as this being an idea for a movie i mean it kind of makes sense you know i my understanding is that the story was pretty generic so i think that they could do almost anything they wanted with this movie. I mean, if it literally is just like, you know, starts out like the game starts out with, you know, Deacon's wife gets killed or whatever the fuck happens. Um, you know, that's like, I don't know. Deacon St. 80% of all, like, bro action movies since the dawn of time. I mean... You think about like how many like the Punisher and like all the I mean it's literally like the Punisher killed, but on right? a motorcycle. Yeah. Max Payne, you know? his, his lady goes yeah. down, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> so I I think that they could make a solid just popcorn action movie out of this pretty easily. I'll be curious. I'd be curious to see if they if they keep like the bro factor or if they they kind of dial up the darkness mm. with the with the you know the whatever the the freakers or the fucking stupid name is that mm-hmm. they gave those bad guys the zombies but uh cuz they kind of already did like the horde thing with that like with that world war z movie yeah you know what i mean yeah. so like that's not really going to be a new thing in cinema so that was it was an impressive thing in a video game but in cinema i mean it's something that that has happened before so I'm curious how they're going to approach this and make it seem like something fresh and not just like a generic movie. And like you know what I mean? I, I would like it to feel a little heavier, a little weightier. Um I said weightier, not wittier, a little weightier. Um just in the sense that like give me some really cinem- cinematic uh motorcycle shots of riding through Bend, Oregon, um, with the with the mountains in the distance, and uh, some like acoustic picking song, like something kind of somber, 
with like some. Uh, v- just keep, I want to vibe with it, like as the kids say. Like I want to have like this. I want to be on the journey with Deacon, right? Like I don't. I don't want to step back and watch this thing unfold. Like I want to feel like I'm there with him. I want it to be visceral. I want to see him like fucking camping out, like in the woods with his bike parked and pulling like a rucksack out. You know, he's got a bungee down to his back. You know. The, to the bike and like he's got like these weird fucking gas cans he has to carry around and take like it could be really cool and dark but like also like give him a little bit of a purpose have a little bit of Resident Evil in there where like he's like shit ain't right like I gotta I gotta figure out I gotta figure out what's going on um it could be good you know it's interesting I know that this uh this isn't I mean isn't exactly what we're talking about but Sarah and I last weekend or earlier this week watch I'd never seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movie oh it's great and I wanted to watch it because I'd played the game mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go out there and say I this may or may not be a hot take the story of the video game way better than the movie <laughs> the movie in my opinion is kind of like meh but that could be because I already played the game you gotta just and to approach, me yeah. And to me, when you play – and this will be interesting for all of these video game movies going forward that Sony's kind of pushing is that like when you're familiar with – now, to be fair, the Guardians of the Galaxy game does not tell the same story as the Guardians of the Galaxy movie with Chris Pratt. I'm not trying to tell the same story, right? But when the game takes literally 20 hours to develop the characters, develop the story, develop all this stuff, and you have agency over it in some capacity, right? We Just with your gameplay. It seems like when I watch the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it's like two hours and 15 minutes long, which ordinarily would seem like a long movie, but it seems like everything is rushed. All of the character development is rushed. Now, maybe like the... The newer ones, like the sequels, Volume 2 and Volume 3 or whatever, maybe because the origin story is already developed, like the the rest of the story kind of is a and little bit better. The personalities of the characters you connect with. Right. But like it was just so so weird to see like in the game there would be a conflict that would take hours to resolve in the story and then in the movie all these characters hate each other and then they, they get together and then within – Five to ten minutes, all of a sudden, they're best friends. And it's like... Right. It's like one of those things where it just takes me out of it a little bit. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It was still entertaining. But, uh, you know, this is one of those things that I think people need to be careful what they wish for when you're talking about changing your favorite video game into a movie in that, you know... It makes way more sense with TV. Like Last of Us, I'm less concerned about. If Last of Us was going to be a movie, I'd be super concerned because they're going to take – they're going to have to cut really important content out of it to make it fit within a two or maybe even a three-hour movie. But they're making a TV show out of it. Yeah. Something like The Witcher where they can – they developed that show over – now, the TV show is more based on the book than the game. I know I know, blah, blah, blah. But they're taking – you know, 10, 15 hours to explain the story, not over the course of multiple episodes, not just jamming it down your throat in a two hour movie theater experience. So I'll be curious. I mean, because we heard, we talked about Ghost of Tsushima last week. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this now. Um, I think there's a, there's 
other ones that we've discussed in the past that they're doing. Yeah, whether well, or we not we talked it's, about it's Uncharted quite a bit. Yeah, we talked about Uncharted, and I think Uncharted works surprisingly well. Although I do feel like it was a little bit rushed. Yeah, but. I digress. All right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's get on to the new next news topic, Jake. And uh, this is interesting. I didn't know that this happened, but apparently Death Stranding um, is uh, getting released on Xbox Games Pass. And the weird thing, really, ab- yeah. So the weird thing about this is there was a lot of there were a lot of uh, things swirling around about this. So Sony Sony has now come out officially and stated that they absolutely had nothing to do with the licensing of this game and the decision that was made. um, And they said that that decision was solely made by 505 and Kojima Productions and uh, to get it on Xbox. So it's a really strange partnership, truly, if if Sony... Because they went into this agreement with Kojima, right? Like, they're they're involved with this. Um, They helped fund this game, from what I understand. And uh, they went into this agreement, but they literally had zero say or chose not to input on what platforms the game could be released on. So, And they're doing this well, with this Bungie, right? They're doing this with Bungie. Their approach with Bungie is like, we're not going to tell them what to do. Well, this is a little bit different because Sony does not have the publishing rights for, um, for this game on anything but PlayStation. So... 505 originally did, if I'm not mistaken, the publishing for this game on PC, and it's been out on PC for a while. And so it doesn't surprise me that they're also publishing the game on Xbox. But my guess is that the way that so, – so it's a little bit different in, than the Bungie deal in that like Sony fully owns Bungie now. So like Sony, if, if a game is being released on – any platform, Sony has a stake in it because they own it. They have to approve that. Right, unlike Kojima Productions. But I imagine that the partnership with Kojima probably worked along the lines of like, we'll help you get this game off the ground, we'll pay for a bunch of it, we'll even publish it on on PlayStation, but if you want to make, if you want to port it or release it on other platforms, we're not paying for that. Somebody else has to. Right. And so that's probably where the 505 relationship comes in. And of course, Sony's not going to publish this game, at least especially a couple years ago. They're not going to publish this game on Xbox. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm sure that Kojima probably in his deal basically got this put in there. Mm. He might say like, yeah, we'll accept your money, and yeah, we're happy to release this at least initially exclusively on PlayStation. But if I want to, I want to be able to publish this game elsewhere, even if I've got to have somebody else fund it. Yeah. So I'm not super surprised about this, but it is it is definitely interesting that uh, Sony felt the need to comment on it. Yeah, probably I, because of all this recent shit with them kind of jawing back and forth about stuff. Well, there's a lot of rumors Activision. swirling on the internet. You know what I mean? And it's and it's in the best interest of probably of any company to just be transparent about what decisions they made and what they didn't make and why. Maybe not necessarily get into the why of the matter, but like you know, if rumors swirling around that something happened because you allowed it or didn't allow it to happen, but you absolutely had no say in it whatsoever. I mean, I'd be like, yo, dude, like, that wasn't us. Just 
for the sake of transparency, we didn't have anything to do with that. You know what I mean? Just remove your name from that. Like, it's probably especially smart. if it's a shitty port or something, right? Yeah, and you know they're probably trying to not be involved with anything Microsoft related at the moment. So, um, moving forward, Jake. This is kind of interesting. I haven't played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but we do know that a prequel for the game is being released next year in 2023, at least slated to release next year. Um, It has been announced that a new digital novel has been announced that is going to bridge the gap between these two games. So if you like to read, um, it's coming out. The new digital novel has been announced. And, uh, you know, they kind of did something like this, you know, but Dark Horse did this with comic books, like with The Last of Us. They did the um, Ellie and Riley stuff. American Dream. Yeah, American Dreams. It was called Good Memory. And then Uncharted had four comics, um, but I don't think it tied into any of the games. And then Tomb Raider, when they rebooted Tomb Raider, had comics. And I actually gave one away free on the show at one point. We we drew a winner and gave sent one off. But... uh I, I kind of like this, um, you know. I, my my take on it is why why not add more story? Like if if you feel the need, it, it's probably like the prequel is going to be fine on its own. You know, it'll be fine if you played the first game. But like if you want just a little extra fluff, you can get this digital novel or whatever. Um, the digital novel uh, is going to be titled Star Wars Battle Scars, and uh, it already has a release date of March seventh, twenty twenty three, and it will feature our protagonist Cal Kestis on another adventure so mm. and they went into detail about the adventure that he's going on what the purpose of the novel is and the story but I since I haven't played the first one I just figured like it's just you know you guys can figure it out if you want to look into it Jake do you have an opinion Dude, on I this? struggle I struggle so much with digital books and comic books mm-hmm. and all of this there's just something like if I'm going to I'm not a big reader mm. as it is but Part of the enjoyment for me of reading is having the physical object the that I'm reading. Thing. The book, like, you know, the... Yeah, let's just call it what it is. Something it's a about it. <laughs> yeah. There, but, it, but it's like, you know, there's something about the experience of reading. A, if you're going to read, I, I don't like reading on my phone. I don't like reading on a tablet. There's something about it. It's not as bad reading on a Kindle... Or something like that. If you've got like the paper, can, like the the actual like e ink or whatever, sure. it's a little bit easier to read on that. But then you don't have like all the color and like like it, especially if you're dealing with a comic. So, um, if you're I Kindle, definitely right? love the idea of I, I love the idea of this. But uh, the other thing too is a lot of times if I'm going to read, I like to read right before I go to bed because a lot of times reading makes me sleepy. And you don't want to stare at a screen and. Uh, and I don't want to stare at a screen. I want to stare at something that's not going to, you know, drill my eyeballs with blue light. That's going to keep me up all night. Mm. So, um, but I, that that's a bit of a digression that has nothing to do with this. I think this is cool. I always love whenever companies go out of their way to, you know, whether they're 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 light they're contracting someone else to do this, or if they're letting their own writing staff kind of do this as part of the treatment for the next game. I mean that's pretty cool. I think it's really neat whenever they do stuff like this. As long as it's not like, you know, some extended universe fan servicey shit that just like destroys the meaning of the, you know, the the original IP. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really cool that they're doing and it. And I'll add one more that I just remembered that they did. The Division had a really cool companion book. 
and it was full of puzzles and clues. It was like all these different like things. It was really it was like a game book, but it wasn't like a game book at all. Like you could read it for what it was and get a story out of it. But like there were little clues you could pick up on and like it was really cool and uh I loved it. Wasn't there a wasn't there an There's Division an comic uncharted too. an uncharted digital comic where it was like animated? Yeah, they did voiceover. Yeah, they did a motion comic for sure. Um, Between like two and three, maybe. Yeah, there was a motion comic, and you can watch it on YouTube. Actually, it's a good, good, uh, good reference. And uh, hmm. yeah, yeah, and and they also had this an uncharted cool. novel. There was it's a brand, it's a whole different adventure with Nate and Sully. I bought it and read it. I actually really liked it. It was good. Okay, like because you know the characters, you can read it in their voices, and you're like, oh yeah, that's totally right. It was written very well. So um, yeah. So anyways, I like it when that happens as well. Um, let's let's mm-hmm. jump backwards and talk about that multiverses game real quick. I touched on it at the beginning of the show, but I but I have another news point on it, and uh, the news point essentially was just saying about how it has topped like the download list. But um, another thing that's interesting about this game um, that I wanted to bring up is like you know how like in the Nickelodeon All Star All Star Brawls how we talked about how the voice acting was terrible. Um, it was yeah. brought to my attention by my brother that the voice acting in that game, or maybe you brought it to my attention, was actually recorded after the fact. There were no voices. Yeah, it originally didn't exist. It originally did not exist in the game. So it called it in a bunch silence. of random people. But the voice acting in this game is really, really done well. And they put like a little – like the chef's kiss on this game is like – for instance, I was Batman and my brother was hell, I don't know who he was. He was somebody, right? And uh after we won a match, um his character in in his character's voice made a comment to Batman about Batman's gadget belt. And I was like, mm. "What a nice little touch." And, and it was something like um do you really do you really need all those pouches on your belt or something like that? Some stupid quip, yeah. you know? But my brother's been playing a lot of this game and he said that there is a lot of that back and forth between the characters, a lot of cool dialogue. So either they took notes from the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl and all the all the pushback they got when they there there was no dialogue and they're like, dude, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this right. Or they just did it right to do it right. You know what I mean? But the game I think plays WB really just well. I think WB just set out to make a better game. I mean, I don't think that they had maybe even had Nickelodeon targeted. I think they just wanted to make a good game, even though it's free to play and you know there's a stigma attached to that or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's really cool. That's really glad to hear. I'm really glad to hear that, and I hope that they keep supporting it and adding neat characters and stuff. Um, I need to probably just try it out just to see what it's like. It's, free. it's free to download. Why? Why the hell not? Um, it's got a funny lot of story. Attention. Funny uh, cyberpunk story about voice acting. I did a mission t- this morning. Yeah. Where uh, I – it was like the side quest and this guy like gave me a sword as like my reward. Yeah. And he he said something along the lines of like – here like here's this sword and then he like paused and he was like I hope it's payment enough or something like that. But like you could tell that they lost some audio or forgot <laughs> to record something because yeah. it was like the guy's voice saying here's this sword and like some totally random white dude in the office recorded on his fucking laptop 
I hope you like it or something like oh, that. No. Just to complete to complete the fucking line. It was so bizarre. I, I I took a video of it. Maybe I'll try and see if I could figure out a way to to upload it to our our YouTube or something because yeah, it was should. it's just it was just so bizarre. Like I'm not. It's not one of those things where I'm like mad at the game. I think it's actually pretty funny. But like you could tell that like this one little bit of dialogue in this huge game got lost, and so they they had just they're like they just like scrambled and grabbed some grabbed fucking Joe from the janitor's closet and said like go in the booth we need you to record this one line. Can you say I hope you like it? Yeah, yeah. But that's cool. I'm, I'm glad. I hope you like it. Is that good? Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> what do you want again? What do I need to get for groceries tonight? Yeah. <laughs> so uh but anyway multiverses that's that's really neat i'm i'm glad to see that that game is doing well i think that it's really cool i i, I always am intrigued by these character platform fighters but i the only one that i ever really got into besides like the original super smash brothers on n64 was uh playstation all-stars i really liked playstation all-stars i know it 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 didn't necessarily die on the vine, but it had a very short life. People didn't really gravitate towards it. But, I mean, I platinumed that game, so obviously I liked it somehow. Wow. But, uh, you know, I I really enjoyed it. And I hope that this game kind of has the ability to... I mean, it's probably never going to surpass Smash Brothers, but if it, it at least has the ability to stay alive within the space. I mean, that's pretty impressive. It's got legs for sure right now. It's got legs. It's got legs. It knows how to use them. Is that ZZ Top? It's Top. Yeah. ZZ Top, right? All right. Well, sorry, listeners. Sorry you had to put up with that. Um, I'm losing my voice at the moment. Anyways, uh, let's move forward. The next news topic in the PlayStation Universe happening this week. Ember Lab. You guys know Ember Lab. I know you know Ember Lab because I did a takeaway video uh, on their smash hit, Kena Bridge of Spirits. So they're behind Kena, and Kena is getting its one-year anniversary, right? So Ember Lab comes out. They surprise everybody with some details regarding a really significant upgave, up, update for uh, the game for its anniversary. The update is going to feature a new game plus mode. You're going to get new outfits, which are unlockable through new trial modes. And those trial modes are spirit trials. And uh, I think those are essentially like – I think there's like some defense things and there's like some some uh, other things that you can do within the spirit trials to unlock these outfits. In addition to those updates, there are charm stones, new ones being introduced to the game that you can go collect. And uh, that will provide players with more options to fine-tune your abilities as Kina. And if you aren't sure how I felt about this game, a reminder, I did do that takeaway video on the game, and you can find it on our YouTube, and maybe I'll put it up on the Patreon uh, site um, as well for our loyal listeners. Jake, any any opinion on this? Did you play Kena? I can't remember if you played this game. No, I did oh, not. Jesus. And And I, uh, I think... The reason why I didn't, I don't, I'm sure I was playing something else at the time, which pulled me away, but um, I remember hearing, and, and you may have even mentioned this in your review, that the the game is great, the presentation is amazing, but that, like some of the boss battles can be a little bit kind of 
harrying. It's really like they, tough. Like they, they're they're almost like you know Deus Ex kind of where like they're yeah. they're sort of a difficulty spike that maybe shouldn't be there. Yeah, like about ba- it's a balance issue. I guess is a good way to say it. So, I think it was very much intentional that, on their end, but yes, to, to me it felt like a balance issue. Yeah, right. So, but I do, I do have interest in visiting and revisiting this game, and maybe after this uh, update, especially if I could get it on like a sale, mm. or maybe it'll even come to PS Plus at some point, like in the like the the what do they call it, the fucking extra tier, whatever the hell it is. Um, Extra. I would definitely be interested in trying try extra. Yeah, I would definitely be extra, interested in trying it out just because the game looks so good visually, like aesthetically, yeah. it looks so good. I liked it. I liked so, it. So yeah. I'm glad to see that they're supporting it. Yeah, I almost actually that, this is their first game. Yeah, I almost forgot that it was a game. To be honest, I, I forgot, and I saw this article, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." Actually, I'm going to talk about that. Um, moving yeah. on to the next point, uh, at 52 minutes and 40 seconds on my watch. Um, the uh, there's a game that I saw a trailer for. It's like a horror game, but it's a game that like has is is like entering new horror game territory. In that it's called the Chant, and there's a trailer out for it, and uh, it's a game in which you are coaxed into a cult, and your character is slowly discovering that they're in a cult. So it sounds fantastic. I think there's huh. some supernatural aspects to it. I saw in the, in the trailer it looked like you were fighting like monsters and stuff. So I don't know if that's like mental, like maybe hallucinations, or if it's actually going to be like crazy, like devil worshiping call, and then like there's all these demons that come out. I don't know. But I don't know if you've seen – there's a movie called Midsommar. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. I heard it's kind of spooky. It's messed up. And this game looks like it's on the trajectory of that movie. It's M-I-D-S-O-M-M-E-R is the movie. And uh, it's essentially like a couple. um, They're at college or something. They have a friend who lives like in another country. And he's like, hey, you know, my family's having this great uh, get-together. We do it every year. Um, You know, it's a really big deal this year. Uh, I would like you to come and and I can introduce my family. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to Switzerland or wherever. And they go. And then shit's weird. Like everybody's in like white gowns and like it's all out in the open and they're like doing acid and doing crazy shit. And they're like, well, this is kind of strange, you know. And then, oh, here's where you're going to be staying. Really nice cabins. And then they get into some crazy shit, like just some uncomfortable scenes. And then by the end of this movie, you're just like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, did Hmm. I just really watch this movie? Like it ends – I don't recommend it if you have children in the house. Like, it, but it's I could see this game, the chant, kind of going that route, and I, I love the idea of it because I don't think we've gotten a game where you are part of a cult, unbeknownst to you, and then you wrapped into this I'm, shit. I don't know. It's a good idea. I'm look. I'm watching the. I just watched the trailer, and uh, it looks interesting. It doesn't really show kind of what the gameplay is really like, mm-hmm. but um, just the the like overall feel of it is very. It's very like, and maybe it's the look of the main character, but to me, it's 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 very like. Um, it's got a little bit of that like life is strange kind of pizzazz yeah. to it, like like maybe life is strange meets control or something. Yeah. 
But I don't know what the gameplay is like. Like, it looks like there's some third-person action-y kind of shit going on. Yeah. But I've only watched the one trailer. But it does look very interesting, for sure. Yeah, I'd never heard of this game. I thought I'd just let you guys know. It's a thing. Hey, we're coming up into the fall time. So, anyways, let's move on to the next news point, Jake, shall we? The, um, the uh, interesting thing about this next news point is that this is a game I don't ever really talk about. For a long time, I talked fondly about this game. And I sent you this in a message recently, and uh, it was on PS3, and it was also available on Vita, and this was a game by Arrowhead, and uh, I loved the shit out of this game. It was called Helldivers. There has been a recent leak, which has been now revoked by Sony, which was apparently video of Helldivers 2, maybe pieces of a potential trailer. From what I understand, the video was actually a video screen of somebody's computer screen, and it showed some shit. It wasn't even, like, high quality, but Sony had that shit pulled ASAP. And the rumor now is spiraling that there's no guarantee this is the case, but that it's going to be a PS5 exclusive game. Helldivers 2. Some, I was going to say, I think there's some exclu- there was some exclusivity with the first one. I believe you're right. If it wasn't timed it might be altogether exclusive but i will say so here's what i have to say about helldivers i love everything about that game except the friendly fire that's what made it interesting. if there wasn't i know i know but it also is what makes it incredibly hard but it was hilarious though too at times i agree with you but when you're playing with friends and you accidentally run them over in the rover and they're like, ah, you fucking run me over. You know what I mean? It's so hilarious. <laughs> I got to get out of here. We're getting swarmed, you know? Because people go into panic mode when you get swarmed by the hordes. Yeah. And every, it, it's like, oh, yeah, we're a tight team. We're going to look out for each other. And as soon as you're in jeopardy or in peril, because it's like permadeath, like you're like, I'm the hell out of here. And you just end up ditching your, your, your crew. Like some people do. Some people don't. But that's yeah. what makes for great comedy gameplay. And uh but as a as a twin stick shooter, that game is fucking dope. Like the gameplay is so good. Everything about it was awesome. It's, it's just very very hard. That's really it. Everything about you it can't really cool. play. I tried playing it by myself. You can't really play it by yourself. But if you play it with friends, then you gotta watch out for each other and don't shoot each other in the back on accident. And it was intentionally difficult to play with friends. Like you could ping each other. You find out whether people are on the map, and like you didn't want to get too far from your people. But, like, when you finally unlock the vehicles, like, controlling the vehicles and certain people using the guns and, like, laying down different beacons to, like, tr- turrets and stuff to take out. Like, it was it was almost tower defensive, but it wasn't. It was a twin-stick shooter for sure. Um, the tower the tower was your group, and you just continuously moved and tried to accomplish missions. And uh, you had to pr- just set up areas of perimeter and just uh, repel the monsters and the aliens. Such a good game. Helldivers, check it out. Helldivers 2 leaked. I think it's going to be happening. So my guess is is that because of the leak, there's probably uh, some sort of press release imminently coming down the road. You know, would be my, would be my would be my guess. I'm not certain, but that seems to be the way things are. I mean, they they leaked Last of Us, and uh, uh, Naughty Dog had a video like the next day, um, ready to post. So. With, with some of the stuff that got leaked. Um, the next news point, which isn't really relevant, except for the fact that I'm like really into golf games right now. Um, Tiger Woods is going to be on the cover of 2K23. Um, it's, Why? I don't know. I don't know. 
like is he like officially retiring or something? I mean, I mean he's he's apparently I don't know. I think he's he's making a little bit of a comeback. I mean, he's not the best golfer right now, but I thought like he had been actively playing a lot lately. He just the, the most recent uh excuse me, the most recent um Hmm? The most sorry, the most recent I think of a major that he participated in, he didn't make the cut. Okay, yeah, which is like his first time in like forever. Which means it's time for us to just play him in a round of golf. I mean, either you're making a cut or you're not. You're one of them or one of us. <laughs> Let's go play yeah. Tiger, dude. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He'd still kill us. Um, I'm so bad at golf, dude. Anyways, uh, so that's that's news point for the golfers out there. Anybody who cares, um, usually it's a big announcement whenever an athlete gets announced for the cover of a game. And uh, that's PGA 2K23, by the way. Moving forward. And the interesting thing about this next news point is I didn't realize how much Embracer Group owned. So they recently purchased... Lord of the Rings IP, um, which is crazy. Um, and they also purchased Tripwire Studios, who were the studio behind that shark attack game called Maneater that people liked. And Embracer Group now owns a uh, megaton of studios. Um, not all the studios that they own actually are game developers, but they have a ton of properties. Did you realize how many studios... Um, that Embracer Group owns. Yeah, they own a shitload. It's like 60 or something like that, studios. It's like something insane. It's. I mean, I have a link to them, and I mean, a lot of them I've never heard of. But I guess it doesn't... They own Dark Horse Comics. I brought them up earlier. Um, they own Dark Horse Entertainment, uh, DECA Games, um, Embracer Free Mode. I don't know what that is. Uh, Middle Earth Enterprises is listed under there. Limited Run Games is on there. That's a big one. Quantic Lab. Um, I don't know. Gearbox. You know? They own Gearbox. Uh, Plyon, which is Deep Silver, which have a lot of cool, like Volition and stuff. They have a lot of cool double uh, A games. In the past, you know, there's just so much. There's just so much that they own. Saber Interactive. Um, dude, I don't. I don't even know. Like Zen Studios, uh, I think Zen Studios did did uh, the pinball games. They own THQ Nordic. We who just had this huge, huge press conference last last week. We talked about that in the last episode. And uh, dude, it's just wild how much they own. And they just scooped up the Lord of the Rings IP. So I guess that could only mean that they're going to be probably working on some fucking Lord of the Rings games and shit. Um, I haven't seen much about that Gollum game. Uh, really, but I mean, I'm interested in that, but Embracer Group just scooped that up, dude, the IP for it, Lord of the Rings, so I'm guessing they're gonna be putting out some shit. I, I guess, well, they they obtained Middle Earth Enterprises, which owns exclusive rights to, uh, it says, uh, Wikipedia says, the company owns worldwide exclusive rights to certain elements of J.R.R. Tolkien's two most famous literary works, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. So what all does that include? I think a lot of it is 
enough to basically be able to make a game to be able to make a game a lot of it's like you know the names of places species languages shit like that mm. which is basically all that you need to make a game now what it doesn't say in here and obviously someone can please write in and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm sort of reading this shit on the fly is is whether or not Middle Earth Enterprises owns exclusive rights over video game development. Because I'd be curious if WB can still make like Shadow of Mordor games and stuff. I don't know. I don't know either. That would be kind of interesting to know. Because it could be that WB got these rights to make the Shadow of Mordor games from this Middle Earth Enterprises... And now that Embracer owns them, they can do whatever they want with it, but they still have to honor whatever deals they have with uh, the group that made the Shadow of Mordor game. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. All that licensing stuff. But Embracer is fucking enormous. Yeah. I don't I don't understand how they're so big, but they are uh, muy grande. Yeah, they're very, very large. I didn't realize it. I didn't realize how much, how wide... Their arms reached. So, yeah. So, that's very interesting. Um, I don't really have an opinion on it. I just... uh, uh, They got a new Lord of the Rings series coming out, you know, uh, on HBO or is it Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever. The Power of the Rings or something. The the uh, Rings of Power, I think it's called or something. So, I mean, it's probably good timing for Embracer to scoop that up and maybe be able to milk some of that if that does well. You know what I mean? Like... Have a game out in two or three years, four years maybe, and then that thing takes off for three or four seasons, and then boom, you're in the money. Yeah, if they can make something off of it. I mean, to be clear, I don't think that this means that they own any of the Lord of the Rings games. No, no, but they, they just can make own one. the right. They just own the right to be able to make whatever they want with it. Now, could they take that license so, and lease it out to another company? Oh, probably. Yeah, I don't see why not. That's like subletting a license. Yeah, sure. I mean, they, I mean, but they own it now. It's their license, so they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that they could. Um, I don't know that they could. I like I said, I, I they don't own the game, so they couldn't, you know, contract somebody to make a Shadow of Mordor game. But they can't make the Sam Marillion. You know I, mean? I don't think it's not possible. owned by Middle Earth Games. So, right, it's just. I believe it's just The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. I don't know. I mean, this is cool. I My interest in The Lord of the Rings is very tentative at best. Um, I see things a lot of times where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I really enjoyed the movies, the Peter Jackson movies. I did as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, aside from that, I can never get into the books. Tolkien's writing style is too too insane for me. Um, I don't know if like the, like there are some of the games that I enjoyed like like the uh, the two towers on PS2. I really liked that game a lot. Um, I'm thinking of what other Shadow. I, I didn't play Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War. You played Shadow of Mordor, didn't you? I played the first one. I didn't play Shadow. Yeah, of Shadow War. of Mordor. And you you liked it, right? I was on the fence. Like I I I wanted to like it. I played people it. really loved that. Yeah. People really loved that nemesis system that they had in there. And it kind of got a lot of hype. And then Shadow of War, I think, kind of just sort of fell off. It, 
it kind of reminded me a lot of Tomb Raider where like the first Tomb Raider reboot game, like people fucking loved it. And then the second one came out and everyone was excited. And then it was just like, meh, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to, there was also a, an RTS that they had on PC that I played when I was a kid, but that's about it with me and uh, Tolkien. So I have very, like you, I have very little opinion about this. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's talk about the new games coming out this week on the PlayStation Network, everybody. And what's interesting about this, that's my filler line now when I'm trying to timestamp this and trying to remember what the hell I'm doing here on my pad. I'm trying to keep track of this. So what's interesting about this? Nothing is interesting about this except the fact that there's got new games coming to the PSN. So August 15th, Nebulous Lasso on PS4, Robbie's Adventure on PS4, August 16th, Roller Drome, bam, which looks good. PS5, PS4, Way of the Hunter on PS5, PS4. August 17th, Kruger 2, which is a weird title. Um, Little League World Series Baseball 2022, PS5, PS4, The Hippo G on PS5, PS4. On August 18th, we're getting Kaminon on PS4, Cursed to Golf on PS5, PS4, Pretty Girls 4, King Solitaire, uh, Solitary maybe, PS5, PS4, RPG Time, Legend of Right on PS4, Slaycation Paradise, PS5, PS4. Thymesia on PS5, PS4. We are OFK, PS5, PS4. Oh, weird. Wow. That's like the first time I've heard about that since they announced There's it. There's been at no that push at all. PlayStation event. Weird. I didn't know that's that. That's the one that's like, because we were like, oh, it's not a real band, but it is a real band, and it's. Mm. Right? That's the one, this right? That's the one. Interesting. I kind of want to check it out. I don't know. I'll have to look it back up because I fucking don't remember anything about it. But I remember being like kind of charmed by the trailer. When they were advertising the PS5, this was one of the games they helped they used to help champion the PS5 sales. Um, so weird that there's nothing since then and now, but this is coming out apparently. Weird. Yeah, we okay. are OFK. Don't know. Don't know if it's going to be good or not. August 19th, Arena of Tanks on PS5, PS4. As Divine Cross um, PS5, PS4. Uh, Cloudpunk on PS5. Dinobomb 2 on PS4. I'm in love with your dead grandmother, PS4. Madden NFL 23 on PS5. I don't hear a lot about Madden anymore. Ninja Fun, PS, PS5, PS4, and The Jumping Kebab, which is going to be a bullshit game. It's going to be a trophyware game. Did I invent trophyware? Did I did I invent that title? I don't know, but it's it's a it's a apt description. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. If if I don't know if I invented it or not, but I love I love that maybe I invented that. I'm so proud of myself. I wonder what this – I wonder <laughs> – so what is – what does a Little League World Series baseball game look like? Yeah, what do the characters look like? Are they actual kids? There was a Little League. I, there's no fucking way. There's no way that they licensed the, the likenesses of real children. I mean, there's a way. I'm sure it didn't happen, but I mean it could have happened. Um, I don't know. I that, well, that, number that one is a curiosity to me. Six innings, right? They don't play a full nine. That's what's up. Six inning games. <laughs> so like you're not you're not stuck on the couch playing a nine inning baseball game. You do six innings. That's how they do it in the little league. So right there, there's your selling point. Well, well, I will say that you know there's way too many games this week, but I am. 
I'm actually like interested in playing Curse to Golf. I think it looks really cool. Um, I I really think that that's an interesting idea, and I would love to try it out. I'm interested in checking out We Are OFK just because I'm curious because it really looked interesting whenever we saw the first trailer of it. Yeah. Uh, but and obviously people are really interested in Roller Drome. But you know, just like most weeks, a lot of this shit, I like Matt. I'm not gonna play Madden. I mean, the last Madden game I played was a long time ago and I'm sure the new Madden game is slightly better. I, I don't know, but maybe, I, I mean, I'm also not a huge like football fan, so it's not really going to do it for me. Um, yeah, I'm in love with your dead grandmother. I mean, this could be one of those games that's either actually good or it's just a game that's just trying to get your money based on the name. And so that's kind of interesting. It's like those um, books, but yeah. like geared towards children, like that are in like fifth grade. You know what I mean? Like I ate worms. It's like, oh, dude, I'm you're gonna, talking like rent- like a lot of those goosebump book names. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like maybe not for uh, us, but maybe a fine game. Interesting, but uh, yeah, I, I'm interested in Rollerdrome. I'm interested in Curse to Golf. I'm interested in We Are OFK. I'm not sure if there's anything else here that does it for me because there's like 20 fucking games here. So Ninja Fun. I mean, that sounds kind of good. <laughs> the Jumping Kebab. No, no. Nope. Buy that game for a dollar. Jake, you know what they call those destroy games? Destroy the PSN Trophyware. Mm. Mm. You should get a. We should make a PS This Is Awesome T-shirt on it that says that. Ninja Fun. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, that's Fruit Ninja. I don't see anything about Ninja Fun game. Um, anyways, yeah, I don't know. Let's just let's just call it, dude. I still got to get the stuff uploaded for all the listeners, and I don't know. Do you have anything yeah, I gotta closing? Get up in the morning time. You want to say? Um, is there anything that I wanted to say in closing? There was. Oh, did you have you seen anything about this? I don't know if it's pronounced Packy or Pocky. They're chips. They sell chips, right? P a q u i yeah, and they're they're doing this one chip challenge. Have oh you yeah, heard of this yeah, yeah. uh huh. Like this is my first time hearing of it, but they literally sell you one fucking tortilla chip yeah. that's individually packaged for like ten dollars, and it's like, can you eat this? Because it's like, you know, Carolina Reaper pepper shit. Just be hot as shit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, supposedly hot as fuck. I don't know if it's worth $10 for me to eat something that's going to make me want to kill myself. But um, I'm always curious. It's one of those things where, like, I'm curious about whether or not I would be capable of eating it. But I don't want to be the guinea pig. Like, I want to know somebody who has similar tastes of spiciness to me and have them eat it first. And then when they're like, oh, it's hot, but it's you know, I'm not dying, then I'll try it. But the fact that this comes in, like, an individual, like... Bag. Uh, it's... It, the wrapper is... It looks like one of the... It looks like a condom wrapper, almost. Mm. And it's, like... And it says on the box, like, don't fucking touch your face after you've eaten this chip. Like, all don't these do all warnings. this shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, like, nah, it's... Like, I've never been one of those guys that, like... Goes to Quaker Steak and gets like the atomic wings. And it's like, right. oh yeah, and they're it's sitting there chugging milk like, and if chocolate I die, sauce. I won't hold you accountable. Yeah, because I'll never forget when I was in high school. 
I was on the soccer team for a couple years. And the last game of the season, our thing for the last game was we went to Quaker Steak because we were in Sharpsville. And I believe in Sharon, which is connected to Sharpsville, yeah. is the original Quaker Steak and Lube. And true. we went there and one of the guys on my team decided to do the Atomic, atomic wings. wings. And if you're – if you're, I, you know, Sharpsville from where we live was like a 45-minute bus ride to an hour bus ride. And this dude – and sorry if this is gross – on the bus – puked on the fucking bus after eating these atomic wings and so for the rest of the bus ride everybody had their feet up because every time the bus would turn or go up and down a hill <laughs> this just puke would just go back and forth on the, the bus because like they had nothing it, yeah, to clean it force, up yeah. it was disgusting so like every time in in it's not uncommon for incredibly spicy food to disagree with people in that fashion so i don't think this is for me but I did have some ghost pepper um, chili, not chili, um, salsa yeah. the other day. One of my coworkers had it. His mom got it for him from California, Colorado, and uh, it's hot as fuck, man. Like it, it, it's one of those things where like you eat it and you're like, oh, it's okay, and then it just grows on yeah. you. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. I do know what you mean. I don't know if you're into. I don't know if you're like. I actually don't actually know this about you if you're into spicy food or not, but like. I have a I have an interest in spiciness within the realm of reasonability. Mm-hmm. Like to me it's like, oh, if you're you know, habanero or less, like you're fine, right? But like if you're talking about these special peppers that were genetically engineered to sear the lining of your stomach, like I, I don't know that I have any interest well, the in weird, that. Well the weird yeah, the weird thing and this is quite the closing, but the weird the weird thing about First off, I do like spicy foods. I like it a lot. But uh, I also have my limits. The weird thing about spicy foods is is that like you can't really comprehend something being so hot that you can't handle it. Like to the taste. Not temperature hot but like spicy hot, right? You're like, how could it possibly be that uncomfortable to eat a spicy food, right? And then when you have it, Instantly, you're like, oh shit, yeah, this is real. Like this is this is. A th- I didn't know my mouth could feel like this, right? Like it gets numb, it uh, it lingers. You can drink water, you can drink milk, what whatever you want to do. Eat bread, right? Your mouth just does not cool down, and it's just you just have to wait that shit out. There's no there's no quick fix. Once once you have it, it's in you, it's on you, and that's it. So. And this isn't even so. The closest I probably got to something like that my friend Donnie uh, made made some salsas, and I believe he either did ghost pepper salsa or he did Carolina Reaper salsas. And he had one that was a little less on the Scoville scale, like a little less than the hotter one. I don't know which was which, but he's like, went over, we had dinner, me, him, and his wife, and we were just talking. And uh, later that Donnie and I were doing this movie series together. But first we, we had dinner together. And, and their son, Everett, who's very, very young. But uh, Donnie's like, hey, do you like hot hot sauce, sauce and salsa and stuff? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I kind of do. It might have been sauce. It might have been hot sauce, not salsa. And uh, he made – I forget what kind of food he made. But he made something that would go well with like a hot sauce. And I tried the first one and he's like, yeah, just – you know, because it isn't terribly hot, but it's it's hot, and you know you get a little dollop, just a little boop, 
just a little put in your mouth eat it and fuck man it was pretty hot and I was like well let me try the other one he goes it's hotter than that one I'm like okay you know and before I even got the next one to eat like the the hot in my mouth started growing already yeah and he's just kind of like staring at me like how's Fred gonna handle this and I'm like dude that is I, just, I remember just holding the, the new the, the hotter thing in my hand or on the fork and looking at him and him being like you feeling it yet? And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty fucking hot. And he goes, all right, all right. Yeah, I didn't swear. He had a kid there and whatever. But I was like, yeah, it's really hot. And I go, but I really want to try this. And he goes, yeah, do it, man. You can do it. So I, I did it. And uh, he takes a spoonful of it and just puts it all over his food. And he's like, yeah, man, it's so good. And I'm just like, dude, like that's when I realized that my what I thought – when I thought I had a high tolerance for spiciness um, – I realized very soon that I didn't because I saw him house it and I was just like, wow, you know, and then to piggyback on that story, Pringles had hot ones chips that they were uh, in contract with that show hot ones. And they had these chips they were selling mm-hmm. at Walmart. I bought two cans. They were really cheap, a buck 50 a can. I was like, ah, how hot can these be? And I took like a stack of like seven or something, just put them in there. And I'm like, it's Pringles. It's not going to be that hot. My mouth went numb. It literally went numb for like 10 minutes. And I was like, wow. And I was like sweating. And I was like, I can't believe Pringles made a chip that hot. You know, I think it was like the red, the red, the red Pringles can, the Walmart exclusive or something. Uh, I did like the, uh, the green, the green ones a little better, the, the Verde ones, but they were, uh, they were still really hot. But the red, the red ones, there was no, there was no flavor. It was just heat. It was all heat on those chips. And if you stacked them, the spiciness stacked too. It was weird, but I don't know. That's all I got. You know what's you know what's funny. You know what's weird though is that like, and I know that that we've kind of gone off on a tangent on this, but like, what's sure equally is what's equally as confusing to me about people who can just eat that super 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 spicy shit and not not and be okay with it is the people that can't eat fucking anything spicy at like all. Nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. Give, right. Like you, you like like you give them like you wave a jalapeno over their head and they fucking lay on the ground gagging right. because it's so hot and it's or the like, mild Taco Bell sauce which has no heat to it but then it's like wince like it, oh, I it's don't just, put that it's, it's too just hot. it's spicy in the sense that it literally has a lot of spices in it yeah right you know what I mean no like heat, it's it's really, not yeah. it's not heat you know like I have a guy that I work with that he can't tolerate anything above. You know, a little bit of a spicy banana pepper yeah. or something, and I'm just like, man, that is so weird. Yes. Because, like, you know, I like I, I enjoy a little bit of spiciness, mm-hmm. but I'm not out here trying to you know flex on people eating these no. crazy peppers. Um, a guy that I work with, you know him, uh, Clamps. He. Uh, mm. He bought when when they first created the Carolina Reaper because yeah. a lot of people don't know that all these super hot peppers are just habaneros that they've genetically engineered to be these insanely hot peppers. And so when they first created the Carolina Reaper, he ordered one mm-hmm. and it came in this little foil bag and he just literally took the pepper and just bit it off, seeds and all, and just swallowed the whole thing. And it literally fucked him up physically – his stomach, his 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 digestion, everything, for like a month. Yeah, that kid's out of control. His stomach was fucked up. Yeah, and he and he told me we were talking about this. This was years ago. We were talking about it just recently, and he told me that he still 
has trouble tolerating spicy foods since then. Since he ate that pepper, and he probably laughed while he was telling you about that. Like he's like, "Yeah, dude." And I he can like- eat. He can eat some crazy shit, but just to take a raw Carolina he's Reaper and just it, throw the whole thing down. That's yeah, just I stupid. Know, I mean, it's it, and he he is stupid in those regards. I, I love clamps, but like he does a lot of dumb shit. Um, but yeah, I hope he doesn't listen to our show. Well, even if you do, clamps, I'm calling you out, man. You do a lot of dumb shit, but I love you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, it, it's always a weird flex, but like for me, it's more of like I thought I knew. I thought I knew the level of hot, right? Like, like it can only get so hot, right? Like that's the like. How could it be hotter than what you can imagine it being hot as? So just to it give can. the the just to give the listeners some context, if they're even still listening, the <laughs> Carolina Reaper, the Carolina Reaper is, I mean, it varies depending on the pepper, but upwards of a thousand <laughs> times more hot than a jalapeno. Yeah, according to the Scoville scale. I just want to look it up real quick because I knew it was insane. So, but that said, there you have it. Maybe we should end it. Let's wind it down, man. It's uh, been a longer episode. We talked like for fifteen minutes about hot foods, and uh, let us know what you think. Are you? Do you prefer spicy foods? Do you like hot foods? If you're a patron of the show, write us on Patreon. Um, put a comment in the podcast. I post on there every week. Let us know. Write us on the YouTube channel if you want. We'll see it. We'll listen to it. We'll, we'll see what you got to say, and uh, we'll talk about it on the show next episode. But thank you for tuning in to episode 237 of P.S. This is Awesome. I hope you got some video game fix that you've been looking for from us. And uh, we'll be back next time to talk about Tony Hawk 1 and 2 for the PlayStation Essentials Collection. And uh, whatever news breaks, maybe we'll have more to talk about as far as Helldivers goes. Helldivers 2, that is. But until next time... Stay gaming out there. Have a great day. Like Red Dead Redemption, Resident Evil 4, and Ride 4. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.